0: Tune in to the Post Victory Formation Podcast every Wednesday to hear Kyle and I's in depth thoughts about the latest news around the league.
1: All right, everybody, welcome to another week of the Post Victory Formation Podcast. Mike and Kyle here. Mike, we've got a couple bigger name players that are. Sitting out mandatory OTAs, we've got, or I'm sorry, minicamp. We've got uh, Saquon Barkley. We'll start off with him. Saquon sitting out in hopes of a new contract. We know that they paid Danny Dimes this off season, and the consensus around the league was that they were either going they were going to sign. One and franchise the other, and that's what happened, where Saquon got the franchise tag. Now, here we are, Saquon's threatening to sit out. Do you think he comes back and plays under the tag this year? Because I personally think he will. I mean, he kind of made it pretty fucking stout that uh
0: he doesn't rule sitting out of the 2023 season. So... If you're gonna come in off of a awesome season that you had last year, thirteen hundred and twelve yards averaged almost five yards a carry with ten touchdowns and fifty seven receptions. Did awesome. Dude, if he he even came out and said he doesn't want a crazy ass contract that's like he doesn't need to be the highest running back. He even came out publicly said, I don't need to be the highest running back. I just want some money that I deserve after going through injuries and then being able to still produce at the high level, I don't see him coming out and playing. And I know I said it in earlier uh, episodes that I did see him coming out and I did agree with you, but I'm going to disagree with you now. I mean, I know it's a $10.1 million deal, which is still good. Look at what all these other running backs are getting, like um, the Lions picking up, uh, what's his name? David know. Montgomery. Yeah,
1: for about 6 a year.
0: Yeah. And then you have Jamal going and like all these running backs are making way less than 10.1 million, but out of the year that Saquon put up I don't think it's necessarily the money that like he understands the money's a lot that he's going to get. But he wants something locked down with the Giants. I think he cares about the Giants organization. I think he really likes it. He did say, and I quote: "It's all about respect." I think he loves his teammates, but he just wants the Giants to show him the respect. Like, hey, this isn't a one year. If you tear your ACL or something again, we're going to send you down the road. We want you to stay here throughout some time, and you know maybe he can see like a three year, twenty five million dollar contract, or you know twenty two million dollar contract with some
1: guarantees in it.
0: But I. Don't necessarily take it off the table that he said there that he, you know, doesn't sit out.
1: I think your point about him making ten point one on the franchise tag this year is I think that's why he does end up playing because you look at the running back market and there's not many there's not many running backs out there making ten million plus a year. So that being said he's got to realize what the market is for a running back. And I, you mentioned Jamal Williams and we talk about Jamal wanting a, wanting a big deal. And then the the Lions offering him a pretty generous deal and him turning it down. And then the deal that the Lions offered him, he ended up taking 2 million less a year to play with the saints I could see a situation where if Saquon does buckle down and say, nope, I'm not playing, and takes the Le'Veon route, I don't think there's going to be a better deal out there for him. And the flip side of that, Le'Veon, when he came back after sitting out for the Steelers, sitting out from the Steelers, and then coming back into the league, he was not the same player. And you have a guy who's injury prone like Saquon. You look at his stats from last year. Mike, you said he had an awesome year and he had an awesome start to the year. His first eight games were incredible, but the amount of touches he had after week nine, I believe, drastically dropped. And you have a player like that and he's got a high hand you're not dropping him unless you're not dropping his touches without there being reason. And his productivity went down along with the number of touches. So it wasn't like his numbers went down strictly because he had less touches. He was actually declining as a player. And the Giants saw that and teams around the league saw that as well. I mean, these teams are no dummies so for him to have the opportunity to come back that the Giants extended that olive branch to him to allow him the opportunity to play on the franchise tag for 10.1 mil a year, I don't think this I don't think the Giants are doing him dirty with that move. I think it's the Giants saying, hey, this is your there's a because I agree that I think the Giants and Saquon have a good relationship, but I think offering him play for 10.1 on the tag is the giant saying hey we saw you drop off last year and yet we are still comfortable enough You know, we think that highly of you we want you to come back for one more year under the tag so if I'm Saquon you may flirt with the market but I don't think you're going to like what you find as far as what teams are willing to pay you and I would be if I were him I would be most comfortable coming back and he'd probably get the most amount of money if he came back and played under the franchise tag.
0: Well, so even um, Saquon even said, like, he pretty much gave the Giants organization a hard date. Like, hey, you got till July 17th. And because he said, and I quote, I think when you sit back and look at it, obviously there is the situation where it's happened with Le'Veon. And some people say it didn't work out for him or whatever.
1: Even Levi let's stop right there. Yes, so even Leon before said you he go on, Levi even said it himself looking back at it. I heard this recently on a podcast. Looking back at it, he probably demanded too much and he shouldn't have sat out.
0: Yeah, and then he became a terrible boxer,
1: and I think he would have been a better running back than right, him right now, Kyle. Continue continue on with your quote.
0: So he said, I think I would have to sit down and actually go through the whole process. And think about that the whole process, when the situation comes up, if it comes up for me. And he said, it's like you got until July 17th. They could say what they want. We can say what we want. But at the end of the day, I can only focus on the little things and I can focus on the moment. Well. I, I think you're kind of going a little too Gandhi on it and not. I I do think that he does need to see like, hey. This $10 million deal is a shitload of money for what other co- or other running backs have been in the slight same situation as me with injuries and everything like that because, what, he missed, you know, almost a whole... Or he did miss a whole year. Yeah, essentially. So... You got, like, that on the back burner. And... I mean, I would take it personally... But I could see him sitting out, as I said, because I think it's not the whole $10 million deal. Like, I think he thinks that's great. But as I said, I could see him going for like a three year, $25 million deal. At the end of the day, you break that down into three years, you're getting less money. But I think he wants the longevity there.
1: Well, if he wants longevity, then he's not, then he better not opt to sit out.
0: Well, yeah, because then that's just going to sour the mouth, and you know nobody wants that.
1: Yeah, he and I don't see so when Le'Veon. So, if we remember, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. I believe when Le'Veon sat out, he had been relatively healthy up to that point.
0: He was relatively healthy up to that point. He was good to go.
1: Right, but he he didn't he didn't have an injury history like Saquon. And I, think he had a I couple
0: would, bang ups, but that was it. He didn't I would argue.
1: I mean, prime Saquon, prime Le'Veon, both very good running backs. I'm but taking Le'Veon. If, but yeah, if, yeah. If somebody, if somebody was willing to get the bag, or like if you had the option to give those two guys the bag, both prime in their careers, you're going to take Le'Veon just for the fact that he's been healthy. Well, and so I wanna, again, I want to play this, off that.
0: I want to play off that really quick, because if you're going to take him as he's healthy, which I agree 100%, this is where Saquon's kind of in a shit spot, because you have Mr. Cook that just hit the waiver, hit free agency, and he hasn't, I mean, he's been injured here and there, but nothing like full seasons or anything. And then you still have Ezekiel Elliott, which is nothing crazy, but that's... It, that is a good nah, running back I, that you can nah, put on a team.
1: Any, I'm not saying, the t- he's, any team is going to take Saquon over Zeke. Zeke's done.
0: Well, I know, but like the financials behind the person. Like, I'm not going to pay you $30 million for two years when I can go get Ezekiel Elliott for $8 million for
1: two years and see what he gets us. Again, are you are you willing? You have the opportunity to make ten million dollars a year, or you sit out and you make zero dollars. Teams are teams are going to try to leverage that, and they're going to be like, "Hey, you're not really going to out the year, are you? Here's four million for four million a year, two year deal. Let's roll." I mean, teams again. Teams know that Saquon is on the decline. And there might be some tread left on the tires there. But again, look at the stats from last year. Declining player. Giants are Giants are giving him an, a darn good opportunity in my mind because he is not worth $10 million a year on the open market. The yeah, deal I... that he would secure on the open market, Mike, would probably net him $10 million, whether it be a two- or three-year deal
0: he can so? get ten,
1: where he can get ten million in one year with the Giants, bro,
0: that's
1: low, dog. It's true though. It is it not? I mean, sometimes the truth hurts, and that's that's a case where honestly, I believe it in my heart that if he went out on the open market, the deal that he would net would not equal the ten million that he's going to get this coming season with the Giants.
0: I mean, so you're saying David Montgomery is a better running back than him.
1: Yeah. David Montgomery's younger than him by two years. Doesn't matter. That's, a, that's t- might as well be 20. You know how the running back position is such a high wear and tear item or position. <laughs>
0: yeah. What well, is it? The average years of running back is like five years or something or four years or yeah, something like that. And they're
1: out of the league.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it's not nice and it's not, you know, it's, it's really not no fair emotions. to say. It's not, yeah, exactly. It's not fair to Saquon. But at the end of the day, these teams are a business, and it makes business sense. They're looking to stay in their lane, and Saquon he's his own personal business too. Each of these players have to look out for themselves. And I honestly think, in my heart of hearts, that this ten million dollar deal that the Giants are giving him on the franchise tag this year is not a deal that he he can afford to pass up. In my mind. Well, Kyle, can, can I say one more thing, Mike? On this, oh, f- think of it. This? Think of it this way: play I'm under thinking. the franchise tag this year. Ten, you, you get ten point one, and you decide, you know what? Now I'm going to test the open market. You got that ten million in the bank. Now you can go out and you'll get that, you know, two, three, four million dollar a year deal. Be out of the league in another two, three years, but you know what? You'll still have that ten mil in the bank. And
0: another Lambo or something, but yeah, I agree. I would take the $10 million, but
1: I don't think he's going to you. Okay. So right here, right now, they do not come up with it. They do not come to terms by July 17th. You said the date was. Yes, sir. At least that's the date he gave him. Okay. So July 17th, what happens? (laughs) He sits. If he sits, it's career. I hope he doesn't sit. But if he sits, it's career suicide for him.
0: Oh, yeah. It's going to be financial and career suicide. But it's like, how bad do you want to stick to your guns? And you see if history repeats itself, it didn't pan out for Le'Veon. It's not going to pan out for you. But why
1: threaten it? Because Yeah, yeah, because at this point in their career, Le'Veon was the better value player. He had yeah. more he had more to give.
0: And the Giants are gonna be like, well, uh her get off the pot because leave, pull out, because we'll just go grab Dalvin Cook really quick.
1: All you right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. So I'll be curious to see once July seventeenth rolls around where we're at in the Saquon situation. And but we'll you mentioned Dalvin Cook. That. Yes. His former team, the Minnesota Vikings, they also have a player who is planning to hold out from the mandatory minicap this week. And that is their pass rusher, Daniel Hunter. Yes, sir. So, Daniil, he is on his final year contract. He originally signed in 2018. And he was projected to earn right around five mil this year. $5.5 million. Yep, I believe, yeah, with with bonuses. So, like Saquon, Daniil's another player who has been injured quite a bit these past few years. Yep. Put in a nice season last year. uh, Ten and a half sacks. He... He might be a casualty of The Vikings trying to get younger. So I've mentioned this before. Their defense is really is getting up there in age. Now, Daniel's only 28, but I think the Vikings, they had some trade talks with him with other teams for him. Nothing really developed. So it doesn't seem like they're too eager to get a deal done with him. I think they just want to play out this last year with him and let him go. Um well, yeah. ag- again is this does does Daniel end up holding out here or do the Vikings find a dance partner and ship him off somewhere else? Because it doesn't seem like the Vikings are overly motivated to pay this guy.
0: They'll work out a low end deal, but as we kind of said about the um running back position, I mean since twenty fifteen. Daniil Hunter's been, you know, a defensive end and that does a lot to your body coming off the line as hard as you can, as fast as you can, running to three, 400-pound linemen, going after the quarterback, like, you're getting banged up. And to be able to put on, I mean, Daniil Hunter's great. He, I mean, he had a lull season in 2021 but, you know, had injuries as well. But He's definitely put out some great seasons, and this may be kind of what you said: like, shut up, take what you're getting this year, and you're realizing now that nobody, not a lot of people, want you unless you're going to do bounce around like some defensive ends and do the one year deal here for two million, do the one year deal here for three million. See, I,
1: I don't, I don't think that's true, Mike. I think people. There are teams that are out there looking, just kind of watching this from afar. Houston Texans. And the teams are unnamed, but there's multiple teams interested in Daniel Hunter's services, and rightly so. He's 28. I mean, edge rusher. Yeah, it's a tough position, but it's. I would argue that running back is a much. It's a position that's a lot higher wear and tear, and. So, oh, well, go hold ahead. On.
0: Are you are you saying that teams are looking at it from afar to pay him five point five and more a year?
1: I think the reason I think what happened is the Vikings were probably commanding too much money. They were asking for too much in any potential trade talks. And the Vikings want to get younger.
0: Well, they the have kind, gotten the kind trade of talks, mo- The kind
1: of money that Deniel is asking for, warranted or not, I don't think the Vikings are willing to pay it. So, so they have
0: gotten trade talks. They got, yeah, uh, Ian Rappaport reported uh, last week, I think it was Friday, that the Vikings have been receiving uh, trade calls for Star Pass rusher. Yep. So do you think he's just waiting there? The Vikings are just waiting for the right call or
1: that? Vi- that very well could be, but the, the, again, the Vikings, they don't seem overly motivated to resign him. So with that being said, they're either a fixing to get younger or B, they're just waiting for the most enticing trade offer to come about. And I think Oh, I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think of what other, uh, he's not going to the lions. No, I'm trying to think of what, uh, what other, uh, past rushers have yielded as far as draft capital or just, you know, trade value, but
0: I mean, look at Darius Smith after he left, he didn't get everything.
1: Well and Mike, he's been doing good. Zadarius Smith is also a lot older. No, well, yeah, he is what thirty. or thirty-three. I think he's thirty. Yeah, thirty-two or thirty-three. But
0: regardless, <laughs> I don't see. I don't <laughs> see him getting all that for. I don't see the Vikings getting a whole bunch, a, a great big package for him.
1: Yeah, I could see like a, a second round, like a late, maybe a team late first rounder like maybe if a team's got two first round picks you know they they trade their lower their lower first rounder or uh, a second round pick
0: plus he breaks collarbones
1: yeah it's just you know it's i don't know the pass rusher market it's so the values are all over the place
0: oh yeah from aaron donald uh the to miles garrett yeah yeah donald's getting 31 million
1: right well i'm just talking from a trade standpoint but yeah those guys are getting the bag so
0: because i mean and and then that's another thing you got to look at it like you're Daniil hunter i mean fred warner's had his time and he's getting paid 19 million Or that well, I mean he's a linebacker, but still, you know, if he's playing outside linebacker, Daniil Hunter plays it. It's I don't I could see why he wants a little bit more money, but I don't think he's worth it.
1: Yeah, I could see him being uh pending he stays healthy, I could see him being like a, a fifteen mil type player.
0: You could see Daniil Hunter being a 15, 15 mil a year.
1: Yeah, when he stayed healthy, he's had Good numbers, not great numbers, but, okay, let me put it another way. So you said Aaron Donald's getting, what, 30?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a different position, but, yeah, I'd say the highest paid defensive end, I think, is, like, Miles Garrett at 25,
1: or $25 million. Okay, so you can have two Daniil Hunters or one Miles Garrett. Touche. See, that's, yeah. So that's why that's, I mean, yeah, I I'm definitely not, I'm so not I want to
0: argue that, but all right. I get I'm not making,
1: saying. yeah, I'm not trying to make him like a miles Garrett type payday, but he's, a good, he, he does, he deserves, he deserves, deserves to be rewarded for his solid performances these past few years going back in. So last year, he had ten and a half sacks, injured, inj, <laughs> injured, injured. Injured in 2021, didn't play during the COVID year. 2019, 14 and a half sacks. 2018, 14 and a half sacks. I mean, had he played during the COVID year or 2021, he played seven games and had six had six sacks. So you extrapolate that out, that's going to be roughly around 13, 14 sacks again. So you're talking a guy who's had, you know, 10... 14, 14-and-a-half, 14-and-a-half sacks the past four seasons, that's, you deserve to get paid. I don't care who you are. So I think, yeah, right around that 15 mil a year deal, I think that's fair value for him.
0: Okay, quick question. Who would you rather have on your team, Chase Younger or Daniil Hunter?
1: Because I, I, mean, Chase I know Young's what I'm thinking know,
0: about getting traded, or, or he is getting traded.
1: Yeah, but the Okay.
0: Who would you rather Let, be picking up? So, Daniel Hunter or him? They're both
1: possibly going. I'm going to say I I love Chase Young. Oh, well, yeah, he's a good guy. Great, great young guy. But I'm I'm taking Daniel Hunter. Because of he, injuries. Yeah, here's why. I like Chase Young. I know what he could be. But at the same time, the Washington Commander's doctors are... They've cleared him to play, but yet Washington doesn't seem overly motivated to sign him. Now, these are the same doctors that cleared Alex Smith to play after Alex Smith's leg exploded. Now, Chase's Chase Young's leg injury not as bad but still just the combination of injuries he'd had the doctors had never seen before and you just wonder with that being said like alex smith like they they wanted to cut his they wanted to amputate his leg and washington doctors cleared him and gave him a bill of health where he could go back out on the field if washington is not if they're not willing to sign chase young that's just it I worry about what level of leg injury he has. And just if they don't think that he's going to be the player that he once was. So with that yeah. being said, I'm taking to Hunter.
0: But has he even gotten as his chase young? I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but he hasn't played a full year
1: yet in the NFL. I believe. I believe you are correct. I think I believe, I think I am correct. Um, so I, will, I will look. I will look while you make your while you make your point. You don't need to look. I already did. He um, hasn't. He has not played a full year.
0: Yeah. So I don't even want to base it off the leg injury on the extent. It's like, bro, we drafted you first round, and, and you got us one sack, one and a half sacks for the Commanders. Yeah, but
1: Mike, you remember what a force he was at Ohio State.
0: Oh, freak show. I would have hated lining up against him. Right here. Yeah, career, well, his career set uh, in the NFL is 9 sacks. And you're not going to keep dumping money into him.
1: Yeah, he, he pretty much played all all of 2020.
0: And then yeah, 9 gonna...
1: 9 games in 21, 3 games in 2022.
0: Yeah, because they were, I forgot, you know, they were a different team back then. Yeah. So, it's hard. It's like, dude, the last two years you've, I mean, realistically fucking died on us. So, uh, how am I going to pay you all this money when, hey, maybe they can trade and do something and pick up somebody and hopefully he pans out for somebody else, but. He's been injured a lot and I like Chase Young. Hell of a player when he's healthy. Screw that. I do not want to be on the other side of him.
1: So you're take so you're are, with all that said, are you taking Daniel Hunter then as well? So,
0: uh, if he stays healthy, I'm taking Chase
1: Young. Well that's That's the million-dollar question, Mike. Of course, if he stays healthy, I think all of us would take Chase Young, but it's just there's no guarantee.
0: Yeah. No, I'm taking Chase Young. Chase Young should be healthy this year. He's going to come out. You can get him for cheaper.
1: I'm trying him. Hey, you know know what? I hope you're right because, yeah, Chase Young, he is a darn good player, and I'd like to see him have a, a shot. On a real NFL team. Yeah, that's not something he hasn't had during his tenure with the commanders.
0: Yes. Now, Kyle, prior to the podcast, you stated to me that you have a topic and I would love to hear this.
1: We've actually got a little bit of breaking news. And it's our it's from our friends down in Duval County. It you know, sounds God. like the Jacksonville Jaguars will be playing at the Daytona International Speedway for their home home games. What? During their stadium renovation, which is upcoming for the 2024 and 2025 season.
0: Oh, cuz they could fit everybody in that place.
1: Yeah. So, h- looking at a couple different articles, Daytona has been proposed. The other potential venues that they were playing at was the University of North Florida's football stadium, which has a whopping 9,400 seats. And they also have a AAA baseball team, which their stadium holds 11,000. Both of which, maybe if we were uh, still had the Urban Meyer Jags, that might be okay, but now that we have the Doug Peterson-led offensive juggernaut known as the Jacksonville Jaguars, yes, Daytona's Daytona can fit the people. Now the problem is your seating is not. It can hold one hundred one thousand seats, so that doesn't mean there's one hundred one thousand or one hundred one thousand you know good seats there. Assuming they line up probably the 50-yard line with the start-finish line, that's... Uh, you get down as you get closer to stock car turn four, or stock car turn one, those seats are going to be terrible. So I don't know if they would even attempt to sell out the 101,000 or well, what, probably but, just
0: going to do the middle seats and not even do the turns.
1: Yeah. That would be my guess, but... Because you're still
0: a ways away from a football field at that point.
1: Yeah, we've seen, I believe, I believe we've seen football games take place. I want to say Bristol had one with uh, Tennessee Volunteer Football. But this would be a first with the NFL. So that's so that, definitely going to be interesting. Yeah, that that leads to my question. We've seen the NFL go to Europe. We've seen them do Mexico. We've never seen them speedway. So Mike, my question to you is is there a venue that's currently out there that the NFL hasn't utilized that you'd like to see them play a game at? Oh man.
0: What kind of question is that?
1: I've just uh, kind of off off the grid just, you know, it's the off season. Topic can be hard. But is venue. there is, is there an arena or a venue out there that you think the NFL could host a game and, and have it be successful?
0: Venue. Venue. I feel like you have something in your mind that you would like to see. So while I'm pondering this thought, I want to hear it from you.
1: I'm, no, Mike, you know this what? I do have a venue. All right. You I go, do have a venue. Go ahead. Green
0: Bay Packers. Need to play at Kyle. Where's your last race at For the year? Champ off road, baby.
1: Oh, Crandon, yeah, Crandon, Wisconsin. Right there, Crandon, Wisconsin needs to have a football game. Oh, you're going, you're going sh- a little, uh, a little short course track, baby. Do some dirt work. There, we are. They, you know, they have the hillside that would be cool. Minnesota versus.
0: Packers right there. Yeah, I hit you with a curveball there, didn't I?
1: You did. It, now it would I've, make sense. I've, I, this one seems like kind of a soft to me. But recently this we'll call it stadium had a $22 million grant issued to give it a new floor. So tourists could walk around and observe it in all its glory. And that would be the Roman Coliseum. How sweet would it be to have an NFL football game take place at the original stadium of the world?
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, but then if we're going to do that, I'm going to toss in Wimbledon too.
1: Yeah. See, there you go. That's again. There's no wrong answers here. It's just be places that you think okay. now. The Roman Colosseum would not be too feasible, just from the lack like stands don't exist anymore. They're just broken down concrete slabs. Whereas Wimbledon, in, in case
0: anybody has forgotten about everything in life,
1: right? I Wimbledon guess. has has the facilities, has can hold. A decent capacity. I don't know. what's Wimbledon offhand? Well, but I have another one that I'm gonna throw at you too. Okay, what do you got?
0: The fucking Kentucky Derby.
1: Oh, that see, that would be fun. Oh. And you that's a you know, a lot of people don't realize what a party the Kentucky Derby is. Well, by the way, Wimbledon holds fifteen thousand. So you could modest, you modest. could yeah, you could have you could have a a game there, and it'd what be a pretty exclusive. Derby it'd hold. be an exclusive ticket, but, but yeah, Derby. Kentucky Derby, Churchill Downs in Lexington, dude,
0: capacity one hundred sixty five thousand, boom.
1: But again, that's kind of like NASCAR. There might be 165,000 capacity, but there's not 165,000 good seats. But even so, you sell 100,000 of those, that that place is going to be popping.
0: Dude, Super Bowl at Churchill Downs. Bro, that's the winner. I hope all the high up NFL executives listen to this right now. That would be cool.
1: That would be a fun time. Absolutely. And plus,
0: you could get 165. Thousand people in that thing,
1: yeah. Just think how many mint juleps you could sell, bro.
0: And then people be coming in there all classy looking to watch the Green Bay yes. Packers win next
1: year. That oh, <laughs> we'd have to make that a stipulation where you must be dressed as if you were attending the Kentucky Derby, right? No, no casual wear, strictly formal. But all right, that was just something I had to throw at you. Dude, I it's love it because
0: now I'm actually thinking about having a football game at Churchill Downs of the Kentucky Derby.
1: It's gonna be it's gonna be weird seeing how they lay out Daytona to accommodate the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I'm here for it, dude. Mike, I you love got it. you got anything else you want to discuss this week?
0: No, man. I love the topics. We're gonna be following them, and that's all
1: saquon if you're out there listening to us we take, love you take the franchise tag yes just do it for your own good do it for your family man so with that being said this has been the post victory formation podcast give a like follow subscribe you know thumbs up whatever the whole night and we will talk to you guys next week